0: The Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has chastened me sorely. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans.
1: Let us be attentive.
0: Brethren, since we are justified by faith, We We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. While we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Why one will hardly die for a righteous man? though perhaps for a good man one will dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we are now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received our reconciliation.
2: Peace be with you, the reader. hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all.
1: The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew.
2: Let us be attentive.
1: Will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well.
2: Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I once read about the, the Great Wall of China, and it said that for many years, it was thought to be you know, absolutely impregnable, letting nothing and no one through, and really, it was impenetrable. But there was a day that there was a, let's say, a lazy or a drunken guard who left his post leaving one of the gates of this great wall unprotected. No one was keeping watch to see what was entering through this opening. All of a sudden, there was an ambush, and hundreds of barbarian invaders poured through the unattended gate. All this because a guard became lax and was not keeping watch. One of the currents of the world in which so many of us have become caught up in and really hard to avoid is that of sensory stimulation, really to the point of overload. Look at how we are constantly being bombarded by stimuli from every which way, not even being aware of it at times because it has become so much and so often and so common. And we know that the companies out there will continue to come up with many powerful ways to engage and to continually trap all of our senses. But by far, the sense most abused is certainly that of sight. And we have become so caught up in this game that I'm afraid many of us have developed what we could call impaired vision. Not only physical, but more importantly, spiritual. That is, we do not pay attention to this great sense, the sense of sight which God Himself has given us. The world has clouded over our judgment and our vision, and we do not guard what goes into our souls through these two gates as we should. As the Lord said, As we heard this morning, the eye is the lamp of the body. We have also heard God say in Leviticus, Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. And we could rephrase this. Do not look upon that which is unclean, and God will welcome you. Great indeed is the sense of sight, the most regal of all the senses the fathers teach, And many wonderful and beautiful things can come through this gift of God. Great indeed also are the injuries the soul can suffer through this most powerful sense if left unchecked and unprotected. The eyes for all of their beauty can also become certainly very ugly when through them we begin to use them inappropriately. They can become like two long tentacles of an octopus, St. Basil the Great says, stretching out to receive from afar whatever they desire, whatever they want, whatever they long for, even things unlawful. Through the sense of sight, one can commit, as the Lord Himself teaches, fornication and adultery. Anyone who looks at a woman lustfully, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Through the eyes we begin to crave insatiably, let's say, material goods, jewelry, clothes, cars, you name it, on and on. And thus we transgress the commandment of God, thou shalt not covet. We even can desire other people's possessions and even their good fortune turning our eyes into thieves filled with envy. Unhealthy images enter into us through the eyes, and these images get impressed upon our imagination vividly, staying with us night and day. By gazing incessantly, let's say, into mirrors, we fall into vanity and possibly self-idolatry, like the legendary narcissist who fell in love with himself as he gazed upon his own reflection. It is very important to remember that the inappropriate use of sight even led to the fall of our ancestors. Had our forefathers guarded their eyes, they would not have been exiled from paradise, far from God. As Genesis reads, the woman saw that the fruit of the tree Was good. See what the text says if we analyze it carefully. Eve saw first, she looked upon something she was not to have. And this seeing incited desire. The desire went on to the taking. The taking of the fruit led to her eating it. Her eating it led to death. Further on in the same book of Scripture, We see that had the sons of Seth guarded their eyes, they would not have been destroyed by the flood. David saw Bathsheba bathing, and he fell into the dual pit of adultery and murder. After this, when he repented, and he learned to call upon God to turn his eyes away from hollow beauty, he wrote in Psalm 119 these beautiful words, Turn my eyes away from seeing, Vain things. We cannot be like that drunken guard that we heard about who was careless and let the enemy through. We must watch over what enters into our soul and into our heart through these windows into the soul, the eyes, or else the prophecy of Jeremiah will be fulfilled, which said, Death entered through my windows. And St. John the Evangelist warns us in his first epistle, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we know that we are not of the world, but we are of the Father. We are his sons and his daughters. And the lust of the eyes that St. John speaks about should have no part in us. We know by the teachings of Scripture that we are the temple of the living God called to purity and to holiness. There are many beautiful things to look at worthy of observation, things which will bring joy to the eyes and much benefit to the soul using them as God intended. We can look to the heavens and gaze on their beauty or to the stunning creation all around us, and know that the author of creation is incomparably more beautiful. Look at the wonderful church structure, its beautiful symmetry, and let your mind be lifted up to the great architect of the universe. Gaze at the holy icons and be filled with love of the holy saints who were filled with the Holy Spirit and be filled with him as well. Elsewhere the Lord taught, Watch therefore, so that you may not fall into temptation. Watch means to be on guard and to be watchful as to what enters through the eyes. Remember once again the words of the prophet David and use them as prayer. Turn my eyes away from seeing vain things. Look to the Lord always, keeping your gaze on him. Again, sing the words of the psalm. Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Let us hear the words of St. Paul. Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, recalling the teaching of our Savior. Once again, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, If your eye is single, if your eye is wholesome and it is healthy, your whole body will indeed be full of light. To God be all glory, honor, and worship. Amen.